caught it one time. For whatever reason, I was shown an ad for a hunting knife and I accidentally clicked it. And I don't hunt. I don't need a hunting knife. But then they were everywhere and I couldn't escape them. And I was like, guys, what a waste. <laughs> Please. <laughs> totally. And it, I mean, so many of these things are just like, they're callous in their approach. And you just see people just, you know, lighting $100 bills on fire. And so to me, like what AMC allows us to do is figure out what is actually performant and reward those publishers. And I think that's actually great for the open web in the sense that the publishers that are creating value are gonna get paid. Facts right there. Welcome back to the Commerce Collective, a podcast brought to you by Flywheel. You're listening to This Month Above the Fold, a monthly series on the Commerce Collective feed where one of our digital commerce experts covers the most important e-commerce stories each month. And this is your November 2023 recap, aka Black Friday Cyber Monday recap. I'm Emma Irwin, Senior Editor and Specialist at Flywheel, and I have Patrick Miller here with me, co-founder and co-president of Flywheel. Patrick, how are you today? Have you recovered from Thanksgiving slash Black Friday Cyber Monday that was 11 days long? Yeah, yeah. It went from turkey five to turkey infinity. <laughs> I think we're in the turkey for next year already. So as the, the deals keep coming. But yes, bouncing, bouncing back. Okay. What I think the world wants to know, something you purchased during the deals event. Okay, well, the deals since they started back in August. Um, <laughs> uh, two things I purchased, it's sort of total opposite ends. One, antibiotic for my two-year-old who had an, an ear infection. And two, this gray sweater from Timu. And so what I thought was interesting and the sort of the difference between the two, so like on the buying the antibiotic for my two-year-old, um, my wife's a doctor. She called in the prescription. I go to the CVS and then like on the way, like they text me and they're like, oh, okay. Like, hey, your prescription's ready or whatever. I get there and I buy it and I use Apple Pay and I check out and it was, you know, nice, you know, fine experience. Was that e-commerce or not? Like, you know, I got a text on my phone, but my wife called it in on, you know, on her cell phone. I don't know. Like, how does CVS book it? And, and, and so that just made me think about, like, how all these different companies are booking what e-commerce is, what it isn't. And then at the end of the day, like, it's just commerce and we all carry around phones. So to me, it's a more interesting question of, like, well, what are effective ways, you know, to grow these businesses? And then on the other end, I got this gray sweater. I was like, all right, so I'm like, I'm seeing these Timu ads absolutely everywhere. And I'm like, all right, well, like, let's just roll the dice and find out what this thing is. It ain't bad. 30 bucks, like 100% wool sweater. And it showed up pretty quickly, like a week. And, you know, like on the back, like take it out. And like, there are no tags. There is no brand. But, you know, like compare it to like, the J. Crew sweater I've had for a couple of years and it's kind of pretty similar. So, and then and it's sort of looking more and more at you know Timu and then Shein getting ready to, you know, list the IPO. It's like reading online of like folks talking about like, well, where, you know, you know, are they adding incremental GMV across the entire industry or who are they taking from? And a lot of folks are talking about they're taking from, you know, dollar class of trade, dollar general, dollar store, um, five below, et cetera, which, which is probably true. But I think the one that people aren't talking about yet is like, what are these companies doing to the aggregators? And so somebody like a Thrasio, who's now, you know, now getting ready to file for bankruptcy and all the other ones are struggling. And if you look at the products that they mostly, you know, bought, and I say products, not brands, because they weren't brands, even though they all pretend that they're brands, they're very similar to what you can buy on Timo. And so, and they, but unfortunately, like when you, when you sell through, you know, Amazon, Amazon's core strength is the logistics network, but you got to pay for that. And so what Timu is doing is saying, hey, you know what? Patrick probably doesn't care if his gray sweater gets to him, you know, in two hours or a week. And they're right. And they can save a whole bunch of money. 
And so is Timu actually, you know, really attacking the aggregators, you know, first and foremost, and sort of the, the plethora of, you know, of companies that they bought. So just something to think about. Interesting. Interesting. I, on Cyber Monday, I bought a new jacket from Uniqlo, who did something interesting. And I don't know if they did like the full 11 day deals, but from like Thanksgiving to Cyber Monday, each day, only certain items were on like a mega deal. So I had to wait and wait and wait for that jacket. Cause I was like, they have to put this one jacket that I want on deal. And it was on Cyber Monday, but I moved to Arkansas, sold my jacket that was from Minnesota. So it was like a polar vortex jacket. And then I woke up one morning and it was 10 degrees when I went to work and I was like, what? So now I need a big jacket again and I can't avoid the big jacket. Well, you know, it's cold. <laughs> you, need a you need a bundle up. And a buying apparel is the most fascinating, you know, online because it's so, so fractured. And figuring out like what fits it is. Yeah, I, I think it's, you know, really an interesting one. Okay, so today, obviously, we're talking exclusively about Black Friday, Cyber Monday and all of the days before and in between. So I want to first start with your overall hot take on the event without getting deep into the data. Did this go how you expected it to? Yeah, for the most part, deals, 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 but deals for different reasons. Last year, folks were long on inventory, and, and some categories still are long on inventory. And so folks were, you know, doing deals to get inventory back to where, you know, sustainable levels. This year you have a, you know, a, a consumer who is, you know, less confident and is looking for deals in in the face of, you know, a, a couple of years of compounding inflation. And so it was almost like, you know, if it wasn't 25% off, like it was like everything was 25% off, um, especially in hard lines. And so, you know, that's absolutely propelled it. Brands that did deals did well, brands that didn't didn't. Consumer wants deals. And so it was all about having a great deal, being in stock and, um, you know, and then offering that to the consumer. Makes sense. And so now to get into the data that everyone is waiting for, I want to know what metrics stood out to you or surprised you or disappointed you, you know, which ones made you feel something. But before we do that, I want to prove that I have some brain cells. So I'm going to go over some higher level kind of data that we have. And this is North America, Amazon specific. But I did think it was interesting Black Friday and Cyber Monday were both up versus a year ago, but interestingly, Cyber Monday performed better than Black Friday in terms of year-over-year -year growth, so maybe consumers didn't feel that deal fatigue. I don't know. CPCs, through the roof. That was kind of to be expected, though. Conversion for the full period was down versus last year, but conversion was actually up versus Black Friday and Cyber Monday a year ago. So those lead-in days, I think people were kind of wishy-washy and then waited to convert. And then ASPs were lower across the event versus last year. So maybe deals were deeper, maybe deals were bigger. But now I'll pass it off to you to get your take. Sure. So I guess a couple of things. One, you know, last year, Amazon ran Turkey Infinity in the EU, and they had a lap it this year, which, you know, created some moderation there. Um, however, they learned that it worked really well. You know, so what they were able to do is then run that in the States this year, and they pull forward demand. And so it's sort of like, you know, you almost have like the stacking of like the peas or whatever they're calling it now. And then you have like Turkey Infinity. And so like they keep pulling demand forward and forward and doing really, really well. Now, I then contrast that with like when we actually look at hourly data and, you know, sort of using total retail data, not the ads data to see sort of how customers are shopping during the time period. And if you think about it sort of like as a as a as a as a U on, um, you know, sort of with, you know, 
Black Friday as the start and then Cyber Monday as the end. And what was really interesting is sort of like you have like this enormous spike in the very, very beginning of Black Friday. So like it's sort of like a virtual doorbuster. People are queuing up, you know, they go to see what the deals are. And then it's shallow and it makes sense. But then what was fascinating to me is that like at the end of Cyber Monday, there's another huge, huge spike. And so, you know, it's people that are saying at like the end of Cyber Monday, they haven't found anything. Well, everything's on deal. It's not going to be on deal tomorrow. You know, I got to go run to the store. And so it was, you know, looking at the hourly data, I thought was really, really interesting. That is interesting. I I wonder if people also like I sometimes wonder, maybe they'll increase the deals like they'll put a greater percentage to like sell through some inventory at the very end of Cyber Monday if you're like you aren't hitting the expectations. Well, I, I think that's where it's going and and sort of giving like right now, like, yeah, we can turn knobs in real time, you know, on the advertising side, you know, the deals is a little bit harder. And part of that's driven by and you, you certainly you can work with your vendor manager, to put more stuff on deal. But like they, they haven't given real time dials yet. And, and I would expect, you know, for vendors in the future that they will increase that ability so that it can be vendor managed inventory. That would be really cool because I bet the average person doesn't know that we can't change that stuff in real time. So maybe someday. Okay. <laughs> Two assumptions that I had was that like a lead in would take away from Black Friday and Cyber Monday themselves, which we kind of saw was just not really true. And then deal fatigue was predicted, but it didn't really happen. So I'm curious, do you think that will happen in the future with this proof that Amazon has to kind of increase the lead in? Yeah, I mean, eventually there's deal fatigue when the deals aren't sincere. And so and, and to me, like when I looked at the deals, like they were sincere. And there have been, been certain years where like, you you know, sort of like the deals aren't as sincere or like they're not as deep. And so they don't work as well. But this year, like the deals were deep. And so it sort of you know spurred people to buy. You know, I'm sort of curious, like as inflation moderates, what happens? And, you know, as customers sort of get used to sort of where we are and it's not we're not as in much of an inflationary environment, like what does that then do to deal seeking? And then also then sort of comparing, like when I look at various brands earnings of like their dollar growth is above their unit growth and you know that's fine but like it's like sort of like at a certain point there they have to get the unit growth back which is going to create you know the only way to do that you know oftentimes is moderation of price you know so we'll see sort of how that shakes out you know longer term but to me it's like the, Amazon keeps pulling people forward you know we'll see and what happens when they lap it next year but I think the earlier is here to stay. Yeah that's kind of what I figured you would say. <laughs> Okay, a random tidbit, just because, you know, everything we talk about is very, for the most part, very digital focused. But I did find it super interesting. I was looking through numerators kind of reporting on this. But there was still like a good portion of people who only shopped in store for the entire event. And then an even bigger portion of people that still shopped primarily in store, which was absolutely fascinating to me because the Gen Z internet sphere is like, whatever happened to Black Friday where you went after Thanksgiving dinner and went out to the store? It seems like no one goes to the store. But like data says otherwise and people still do actually go to the store. What do you think yeah, about that? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to go to the store. I mean, there's, you know, sort of wonderful experiences. And 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 like one of the things, especially when you don't have intent. And so like if I, if I have intent, like search, click, buy, bounce. But like, you know, if I'm going to my cell phone, you know, you don't have the visibility that you do, the peripheral visibility that you do with your with your eyes um, looking at a, at a cell phone. And so like to me, like browsing in a well-merchandised store is enjoyable. And at least when I 
don't have a two and a three-year-old with me. You know, in that case, like I'm ordering online, for the love of God, please deliver it. And so I think increasingly what stores are realizing is that they're not just asking for people's money, they're asking for people's time. And if it can be an enjoyable use of that time and or provide additional savings or unique selection, yeah, people are going to go to the store um, because they want to. It's like I look at independent bookstores um, and just like you know, one down the street from us where it's like, yeah, people want to go there because they have an events and people want to spend time in there. That's a great way to combat online retailers. And same thing on the service vector. A couple of good friends that own a bike shop and it's just like, OK, well, like, well, how do they get people in? Well, they teach maintenance classes and they pull people in. They show them how to work on their bikes. You can't do that online. And so like there's something you know, like it's not it's never going to shift all to online and nor should it. There's a really important place for physical retail and a really important place, you know, for digital retail. And that's why I think that, you know, sort of where we started, like the dichotomy of like, is it e-commerce? Is it not? Well, it's just commerce. And we all have cell phones. True that. We all have cell phones for better or for worse. Okay. So we don't have, to my knowledge, we don't have like complete AMC data for all of the days in the event yet. But I'm curious what you expect to see, because, you know, we made a big point that, you know, Black Friday, Cyber Monday is really the time to capture those new to brand shoppers and then track their lifetime value. So I'm curious, do you expect to see our research kind of prove true here? And what also metrics are we looking at that don't have to do to new to brand that you get through AMC, like some of those repeat purchasing brand loyal customers? We've been working with AMC for years, you know, at this point. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's, you know, one of the most valuable things that Amazon's ever built. And when we look at, you know, historically, we tend to see that you sort of have like, you know, are you, am I a one-time purchase or am I a repeat purchase? So am I hard lines or am I CPG, you know, hard lines or soft lines? And then, so what we see typically like on, you know, tentpole events, and if I go back to Prime Day, is a lot of times like a customer will come in on Prime Day, they'll be a new to brand, but they're price sensitive. And so when they repeat, they repeat um, when the, the item goes on deal again, you know, i.e., you know, Cyber 5. And I expect to see sort of a lot of those, you know, people that come in that they're repeating their deal seekers. The trick is afterwards, you know, seeing sort of what happens. And to me, it's for brands, it's it's figuring out like, what is the margin impact of these deals, of these advertising, and does it make sense, you know, over a longer period of time? We were looking at one sports nutrition brand and we compared the, you know, sort of the performance of Prime Day, Cyber 5, and New Year, New You. They're three big tent poles of the year. And by far the best value was New Year, New You because the people stuck around and they kept buying. And so I think there is a, you know, sort of context, you know, sort of, of how you're selling. And a lot of times during Cyber 5, it's gift giving. And so the margin has to make sense. You know, you're not just buying for yourself, um, you're buying for others. So you're ne not necessarily going to repeat, you know, like you would on some of the other events, you know, where you are just buying for yourself. So I think that's a, a huge one for, for brands to think about. But if it is profitable and, you know, even with the deals, then like absolutely go do it. And there is value in sort of the insights that you get via AMC to then sort of remarket to those folks. Now, on the second question of like, what are the interesting stats? To me, I think a fascinating one is sort of the, the value of the impression on non-O&O. So if I'm, you know, if I'm on O&O, i.e. Amazon.com, well, I pay a premium for those impressions because like the efficacy is so high. But then I look at like the rest of the sites and guess what? A lot of the open internet, a lot of these apps, it's absolute garbage. You open up these game apps and like there's just ads all over it and like you can't help but click on the ads, but you didn't mean to. And so you end up getting a whole lot of false positives. And so I think that the industry is going to shift a ton in the next year or so. 
in getting away from garbage apps and getting away from garbage inventory. But before, brands have never had a way to measure outside of regression what is the efficacy you know, of this advertising because they would then say like, oh, I'm going to look at like click-through rate or I'm going to look at reach. Well, a reach to like, you know, somebody who's not paying attention or can't see the ad or a click that isn't sincere and is a fat thumb is a waste of money. And so, you know, I think figuring out where is the performant inventory, where are the performant publishers, and not trading just on, guess what? You know why the CPMs are cheap? Because it's garbage. When the CPMs are higher, like you're now trading on value oftentimes. And I think this becomes even more true when we start thinking about uh, streaming television and, you know, the value, uh, you know, and the sort of the, the, the half-life of that impression and view, and then what does customers do afterwards? Got it. One time, for whatever reason, I was shown an ad for a hunting knife and I accidentally clicked it. And I don't hunt. I don't need a hunting knife. But then they were everywhere and I couldn't escape them. And I was like, guys, what a waste. (laughs) Please. (laughs) Totally. And I mean, so many of these things are just like they're callous in their approach. And you just see people just, you know, lighting hundred dollar bills on fire. And so to me, like what AMC allows us to do is figure out what is actually performant and reward those publishers. And I think that's actually great for the open web in the sense that the publishers that are creating value are going to get paid. And like all like just the made for ad sites, like for the love of God, have you ever looked up like a, like trying to cook a recipe and you go to like search whatever, and like you got to scroll for like 10 minutes just to find out like, hey, what's the temperature for chicken? Like to make sure my kids don't get sick. And like, that's an awful experience. And guess what? Like all those ads, all these people are putting ads on there. Like, I'm not gonna buy your stuff just because your ads are so obnoxious on this awful site. And yeah, they're gaming Google, but there's gotta be a better way to do this. And so I'm excited about shifting ads towards the performance sites and away from this just garbage inventory. Facts right there. Okay, (laughs) I think, We can begin to wrap it up. So, of course, I have to ask you what you are most excited for. We're now we're at the end of November. We're going to go into December and the year. What are you the most excited for ending the year 2023? God, I didn't think about that. I just I like waking up every morning. Actually, you know what I'm excited about is waking up a little bit later because like the my youngest is waking up at like 430 consistently. And so like, oh, (laughs) and they're both sick. And so I'm like, I'm like, okay, great. I'm up at 430 with a two and a three year old. But like, you know, so I get to talk to like my British friends a lot because they're all up, obviously. So I'm excited about them sleeping in. That is, uh, you know, they used to sleep until seven and that has not happened in a long time. But, you know, (laughs) I have hope. Oh, <laughs> and I complain that my dogs want to get up at like seven and people are out here with children at four o'clock. And that's it for this month's e-commerce news. We'll catch up with you after the holidays and be sure to share this episode if you enjoyed it. I'm Emma Irwin and I'll see you next time. Hey, like what you're hearing? If you'd be interested in partnering with Flywheel to grow your e-commerce business, We have an offer for a potential audit of your catalog on Amazon, Walmart, or Target from our team. They're always curious to dive into media strategies and content optimizations, so reach out today by emailing us at audit at flywheeldigital.com or just reach out to me directly.